0: And now we build Professor X.
1: Ah, last issue. What? <laughs> last issue of the hox pox. Hox pox. I'm not mentally or emotionally prepared for this, I feel. I don't think you are. I know i I think I'm you not. should
0: be, though, because don't look at it as the end. It's the beginning.
1: And now we build.
0: And now we build. It's the end of the foundation.
1: Ah, look at you wrapping it all up, tying in those building metaphors. metaphors. Welcome to the X Wife Podcast. My name's Alicia. And I'm Justin.
0: And today we are in the last issue of The Powers of Ten, number six, the last of the 12 issue miniseries, the two part miniseries event that launches The House of X. Ha. Huh before we get into our final episode of this season, let's talk about our next episode.
1: Ooh, you mean the
0: live episode? I do mean the live episode. The live episode that's taking place on Saturday, December 19th at 730.
1: Yeah, yeah, that one. That live episode that also happens to be a holiday party called Ugly Xmas? X hyphen Mass. I think that's a great thing to talk about. So let's talk about how y'all should be there.
0: Be there. Join us. Comment, watch, engage. We're on YouTube with it. You can find the URL, the link to the show on our website. You can find it on our social media pages.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a good time. We have a really exciting, excuse me, a really exciting holiday party every year and it's been revamped to fit into the podcast and to fit into the worlds in which we currently live in where we are not having a regular holiday party
0: Mm, yes it was a it it had been a really sad note on our whiteboard for a couple of months (laughs) ugly christmas 2020 question mark question mark question mark
1: sad face and then
0: when we came up with the idea of ugly xmas There's now just a giant ugly X hyphen mass and arrows pointing from the first post to this new one.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a good time. We're going to do trivia. We're going to play games. Uh, There's going to be prizes. We
0: have guests.
1: We have a sponsor for the event, which is the Providence Improv Guild. And we're going to have some...
0: The theater that I perform and teach at.
1: Yeah, we're going to have some pretty awesome improvisers joining us for a little game. Mm -hmm. So it should be... A festive, good time.
0: And we'll also have the Generations of X co-hosts joining us as we talk about the House of X and Powers of Ten issues, the full event.
1: And I will have finished reading by that point, which is almost, I'm almost there. You're cutting it close. I like to work under pressure.
0: Well, pressure, pressure, pressure. (laughs) Uh, Do we want to share any chimeras before the holiday episode? No. Oh,
1: you have to come to the live episode to hear them. You got your taste.
0: Yeah, we're we're doing it every other. We didn't tell you before. Yeah, yeah. We when we said every,
1: planned. we meant every, every other.
0: other. Yeah. This is how it works.
1: I'm I'm ready. Are you ready for that last cover? Yeah, let me get that cover. Oh. Right. Is that Moira? Yeah. She's standing on a bunch of dead X Men. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I What? I'm already... I can't... I already can't handle it. I just... I feel like... I have a lot of feelings. Didn't they just come back? Why are they dead?
0: When I saw this earlier Aren't today, they supposed
1: to not die?
0: It, it gave me endgame... Exactly. Like Tony Stark... Tony Stark predictions. Right.
1: Yeah. Where's, think about like... Where's Thanos?
0: It's, it's definitely spooky. There he is
1: you know? hovering over in the tree. That's AKA apocalypse. apocalypse.
0: But just think about how many times... Moira has seen the X-Men die.
1: All right. I guess that's valid. Like this necess- this doesn't necessarily mean this is the future. This means this is the wrap up. Maybe this is the end of the time. She'll have to witness this.
0: Maybe. Hopefully.
1: I sure hope
0: so. That's what they're fighting for.
1: Hmm. All right. Well.
0: Well, with that. There's a
1: lot to take in here.
0: Bout of optimism, you know. <laughs> At least now we, we build, right? Yeah.
1: Now we build. Page turn noise.
0: And again, this is what? Two episodes in a row. We jump right to the title. No right pre-story. In. No
1: pre-story. I am not ashamed. Is that the title of this issue? No. That's what it says on my page.
0: I am not ashamed. That I believe is a end quote from Magneto from a previous issue. Hmm. But the title of this issue is House of X.
1: House of X.
0: And the words.
1: But it's the powers of 10. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Ready for that brain explosion. Melding together. Yeah.
0: Um, The words at the bottom right corner of the single issue. When they learn the truth. When who? When who learns Institute. what truth?
1: Hit me with that creative team.
0: Oh, we got Jonathan Hickman as our writer, R.B. Silva and Pepe Larraz as our artists, Martha Gracia and David Curiel as color artists, and V.C.'s Clayton Cowles on letters, and Tom Muller for design. And again, our editorial team, Annalise Bisa, Jordan White, and C.B. Sobolski.
1: Let's just give a shout-out to the creative team. This is the last issue
0: last issue of a, a mega event that really changed the game in a lot of ways
1: great work y'all
0: great work if really. you
1: if you have been listening now to the podcast and also following us on Instagram you will know that I now own the book the compendium of the 12 issues and um, I have actually started reading it so Ooh. you've you've brought me in with the it help worked. Of this devious husband of mine.
0: My plan has worked. My long game, elaborate scheme of making a podcast just to get you to read comics, it worked. I spent money on microphones. <laughs> I reviewed and wrote outlines.
1: And here we are. And it was
0: all worth it.
1: And don't worry, we're not going anywhere. Don't worry. Let's dive in.
0: Year oh, one.
1: Look at ex- year one, but he looks so ha- Hey, hey. Oh. <gasps>
0: We've seen these pages before.
1: I've seen this carnival
0: before. Mm. Year one, but like the real year one at the beginning of year one.
1: Oh, yes. Okay.
0: Right. You know, we've seen Uh, a handful of other things happen in year one at various points in year one. But this is, these two pages especially that you're looking at, this is a spread we've seen before. These are pages that we've seen before.
1: Although I recall these three panels of, You know the carnival itself, and then Xavier walking towards the bench. But I don't necessarily recall this. I also thought that, and walking.
0: All right, cool. So let's just hang tight for a second. I thought looking
1: back through the book, I don't see it.
0: That was a new that was a new page. Him walking through that that is a new page. New page. So we start with a new page, but we revisit two other pages, and we see our carnival. We see our actually a handful of other pages. We see Moira coming in. It's in even the same order.
1: All the same conversation that like we've known each other.
0: Yep. Is there anything that, that just feels different or being able to see this in a new light? I feel like, you know, now that we know so much more about what it is that she reveals and what it is that they have as this backstory.
1: I mean, seeing it a second time around Knowing what I know, I would imagine actually that Moira would have a little more confidence in her body language Mm. when approaching him because she knows what she knows everything. She knows what she's going to say. She knows what has happened.
0: Well, maybe she doesn't know what she's going to say because this is the first time she's come to him like this.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. She looks pretty like...
0: And she's coming to him... Timid. With the... Nervous. She's coming to him with the request that he... Read her mind on the next page, right?
1: Right, but doesn't she say we've known each other?
0: That's in a page or two. We do revisit these tarot cards, and and I like seeing the cards, especially now in light of all the story that's been filled in. Rasputin, the tower, cardinal, the cardinal card referencing a religion. In my mind, these are all long game plants. Each of these cards, to see these again, To reference Rasputin, the note especially that I want to pull out is the foot between worlds. And I know that that's kind of a play on her her Kate Pride, Kitty Mm -hmm. Pride ability to kind of move between walls. But I think that there's more to that. I think that we're going to find at some point more to that statement of a foot between worlds.
1: Mm. And the tower says... The monolith of ascension, mm. so that's telling me something about year one thousand. I think,
0: yeah. And those are the same words that were on the first, right, the first go know of this, all that right? stuff before. Right, so that's what I am saying. This idea of revisiting pages with new information, and even you were talking about, you know, having started to read through the issue. I've read through these twelve issues a handful of times, and every time you get a little bit more from it. You get a little yeah. bit more. Your attention pulls to a different area because there's so much to them.
1: That's what's great about layered stories and and the little hidden hidden gems throughout. So we know we know what's happening here. Oh yeah, and then now this is the third time we've seen this this page. Mm-hmm. This is the third time they've used it really reinforcing it.
0: Yeah. And I I just, that line, the, why don't you read my mind and find out? That's such a, imagine being Charles and and having this person that you've never met, or at least you don't think you've ever met. Right. Not only say your name, but then say, why don't you read my mind? This is a young Charles Xavier. He has probably not told anyone about his mutant abilities. Really? I believe so.
1: So he wasn't already a professor, or but then how does he know Magneto?
0: I don't know that he has worked with Magneto yet. That's something that is not yet explored. I think he is definitely a professor in the sense that he was studying at the various universities that he studied to become a professor, but there's no X-Men. You know, there's no, he's not in a wheelchair. He's, oh, this is man. before all of that.
1: Every time my mind is blown, I think I know, and then I know nothing. That's
0: just X Men. That's just all the layers of X Men. Hey. Okay. So we go to that next page.
1: Where is this? Paradise. Year 1000. Oh, God.
0: The Preserve.
1: The Preserve?
0: and they've haven't they haven't talked about the preserve since the first issue of Powers of 10 so the preserve was what the librarian looked on uh, what
1: like i remember that something that was talked about in the first issue of <laughs> Powers of 10 the so, first issue of Powers of 10 melted my brain good
0: <laughs> it's supposed to all right so. so this preserve is what looks like some kind of zoo yes some kind of habitat that they have created to preserve life as they know it and when they first brought it up there was what looked like humans in the preserve so we've kind of understood and established that the librarian this race of people this group of people is not of human origin or at least not as we know humans and this preserve seems to include not only humanity but a lot of other nature because you're thinking about what year 1000 is. It's a lot of these blue people. It's a lot of robots. We haven't seen any other nature other than that. Like we yeah. haven't seen greenery. We haven't seen animals. And now we're in this preserve, and we see all of that. We see elephants. We see just a s- escape of nature.
1: It's beautiful. Oh, oh dear.
0: So the inhabitants of this preserve is attack.
1: That no? Okay. Looks like... What do I know?
0: <laughs> Why does he look like a beast? What do you think?
1: Well, he has a bluish tinge. He has claws. He has furry arms. Yeah. He's a muscular upper body.
0: Nope. It's just just a guy. Yeah, just a guy attacking the librarian.
1: Just a regular... He don't look like no regular guy.
0: No, he's definitely not a regular guy. But the inhabitants are attacking the librarian, and he goes off about how much smarter he is than them, how he was ready for your attack before your brain even told you to attack. So go on, eat your food. I mean you no harm.
1: Excuse me. And that Wolverine? (laughs) So we see
0: see an off-panel... Wearing a robe. We see an off-panel word bubble, and as you've noticed, that word bubble is coming from Wolverine, He says they want to be free. And the librarian rebuttals to this, you know, they they don't know what freedom is. Wolverine, when he's actually revealed, they do know what freedom is. I've been filling their heads every night with stories of revolution. Give it time. And all of these, those three panels at the top of this page, notice the little carrot on the side of the
1: letters. okay.
0: So that means that they're speaking in a language that's then being translated to us in English. Oh, Normally in a comic we would see a little box at the bottom of a page or at the bottom of a panel that say translated from whatever language it is that it's translated from. We don't get that information. But the little carrots on the side comic
1: secrets that is that
0: is a a common comics thing, is that those little carrots on the side mean that it's being translated to English from whatever language it's in. That last panel where the librarian speaks.
1: Oh, is in English.
0: And he addresses Logan James Howlett, by his name, telling him he has no time. Dagnabbit. What's going on in your brain right now? I just... (laughs) It's year 1000 and Wolverine has just appeared.
1: Wolf, okay, well, apparently... It
0: says Logan Howlett James. Okay. How do you feel? What's going on in your brain right now?
1: Does not compute. Cannot compute. Help. I don't know.
0: You were looking for a connection for year 1000. Like, how do you place this in...
1: Yeah, cool, it's Wolverine. That gives me nothing. Well, that gives me, okay, so like, the Wolverine's then. alive. Also, wait, before I even look at this page, I wanted a connection, but this is the last issue. How are they going to give me all this information in one issue? They're not. They're just going to torture my soul.
0: They're going to give you the only amount of information that you need.
1: Okay. And so he, he
0: reacts to the fact that... The librarian speaks English.
1: Oh, so however long he's been here, he didn't know. He didn't
0: know that the librarian knew and understood English. So this is not something that Wolverine is excited about. But he's a librarian. He's been studying dead languages. They fascinate him.
1: English is a dead language?
0: It's context clues, right? Context clues. I've been hoping that we'd be able to have a more honest, nuanced conversation. And plus, I'm waiting for her. Who's her? On the next page, who is her?
1: I don't know who that is. Is that Moira?
0: That's Moira coming around, and she has the same question. She looks
1: different every time.
0: Yeah, she does. (laughs) Lifetimes will do that to you. you got to reinvent your look. Just the fact that she comes around questioning English. English? This is another thing that she wasn't even ready for.
1: So Moira's there, and Wolverine's there.
0: And they're both surprised by the fact that the librarian understands and speaks English.
1: And we don't know which life year 1000 is correct. dun 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 is it 10? Is it 11? So this they they
0: kind of understand that if he speaks and understands English that he's likely been eavesdropping observing as he says what they've been talking about.
1: Is this is this a crocon flower? I don't think so. In his hand?
0: I don't think so. And the librarian's talking about the lie of preservation, the reasoning why they might be having them kept here, that yes, they wouldn't want the last of their species to die. But the real thing that he's gotten enjoyment from is watching them react to various stimuli that he's introduced into the preserve over the last you know thousand years, or however long that he's been with them. And he even says, "I, I wanted to know what makes you tick."
1: If they've been in a preserve for many years. Decades. Okay, so Wolverine, who knows how old Wolverine is? He could live till the end of time.
0: Grandpa Wolverine. Timeless. But
1: Moira, how? Turn the page. Oh. What's happening? Oh, it's the phalanxes. And that... so
0: he, he calls out, You've done well surviving a millennium. Fortunately, you have the same blood type. Unfortunately, it's all coming to an end. Ascension is tomorrow. He calls out the blood type and says that that's no way to have lived. And they explain it a little bit further, but we find out that Wolverine has basically been giving his blood to Moira over all this time to keep her alive.
1: Oh, snap.
0: Right. And the librarian's talking about the fact that when we join the phalanx, we'll join a, a godlike intellect a dominion which is one of those other types of mm. civilizations that were in the last issue of Powers of 10. A dominion exists beyond space and time in a black hole, right? You know, you know caused by linked together through black holes. Man. Everything that he knows about them, everything of our society will exist in that dominion as part of this godlike figure, this machine god. And just that top, that top of the second page that you're looking at, the world is ending tomorrow.
1: I really love this, and it reminds me of a couple issues ago. I think it was House of X number five, where they were talking to Emma Frost.
0: In the Louvre? Yeah. Louvre.
1: The Louvre. Is that is that that is that the right issue? And it, I, I
0: think that was last issue. I think that was. Uh, well, maybe Powers of Ten number five.
1: That's what I meant. Yeah, so they had Xavier on one side and oh, Magneto yeah, yeah, on the yeah, other, yeah, yeah. and Emma was in the middle. And what's interesting is
0: he's turned away.
1: He's no, but he's turned towards the side that Wolverine is on, and that's the same way that Emma was facing Magneto, mm. who was on that side, and it just. In my mind, maybe especially just because we talked about it, it just it brought me back to that image in my mind, mm-hmm. whether or not they're related at all.
0: Interesting. And so they're, they're talking about how the world's ending tomorrow, but the librarian's going to send them off planet. He knows from listening that if Moira dies before their phalanx makes it to the nearest black hole, everything that he, the librarian, knows about them won't make it to be part of the dominion. Moira's existence will be reset. So if she gets consumed by the phalanx in their need to destroy Mm -hmm. matter, that the timeline will get reset, that information won't join into the Dominion because it won't have reached the black hole by the time that she dies. Oh. So he knows all this, right? Yeah, exactly.
1: Like I said, oh, but also I need a minute. Just, okay. So he wants... The information of all of Moira's past.
0: The fact that Moira exists beyond lives and has been trying to solve the mutant decimation problem across her lives. He wants to add that to the knowledge of this godlike technology.
1: Why? For evil purposes? To stop them from To be doing able it? to
0: stop them, yeah. To be able to not even have to compete with them. But that's seemingly what they're trying to do so
1: he thinks if her knowledge is uploaded and then she dies that he'd be able to stop her in the future like because he has that knowledge does the phalanx retain that knowledge through timelines or time streams
0: well because of this dominion existing and the black hole the theories around black hole existing beyond space time beyond space and time beyond the idea of reset timelines and the split of alternate realities, that this would exist as knowledge within a godlike entity that would be able to be seen even if she does get reset.
1: I'm never, ever going to pretend that I could fully understand time travel and space-time and universes and got it. I understand what you're saying completely. I'm more so referring to the fact that... It's a there's lot. always new rule like there's always a new rule that I'm right. learning and why time travel is not one of my favorite story. Well,
0: so if, points. if if he doesn't make it into this phalanx and the phalanx doesn't make it into the dominion, when she dies, she'll know what she knows, but they won't but know. But they won't know, right? Right? They won't be able to prevent so, it or be prepared. So for So
1: she would be a step ahead.
0: Right, so that's why he's planning on sending them off planet so that they won't die in the consumption of the phalanx and he'll be absorbed, ascended into the phalanx intelligence.
1: Would the phalanx know that he let them go and because they absorb his knowledge? So then the phalanx is going to find out that they were... Sent off planet and the phalanx is like, no, I need to eat you.
0: I don't think that they would belabor that point just because it's, it, you know, it, it's not the fact that that matter got away. It's more they would have the knowledge of what that matter getting away enabled them to know and to do.
1: And then that would be a benefit to them.
0: Right. And so he, he's really just relishing in this idea of him becoming part of this god. If you live past my becoming God, then existing beyond space and time, we will know you forever. We will always know who you are and what it is that you're doing. So Wolverine's pissed. He's like, "Why are you? Why are you teasing us with this information?" And the librarians kind of monologuing that he's second guessing the wisdom of joining this God, never getting to experience anything again truly as an individual do i let you die and perhaps in the next life you can prevent our becoming part of this universe machine state what i suspect might be a fake existence or do i send you away and find out for myself he's kind of he, he's got this dilemma of what to do next and he's bringing it to them and moira asks like, you want us you want us to convince you
1: right, on what till, to do to let us go or They'll let us reset right what is going on with this flower it's very distracting to me because you you said it wasn't a coco flower but he, he picks it off the thing and he's holding it in his hand I just think that that he's is making es- magic with it
0: especially as he's talking about not being able to experience anything and feel things he's he's you know manipulating the matter of this flower it's not a cococon flower at least I don't assume it to be and I, I wouldn't make that connection.
1: All right. Okay, so now Wolverine's real angry.
0: Yeah. Well, well, so the librarian's asking how how would you prevent this? How would you stop us from losing our post-humanity and surrendering to the machines, which is what they're trying to do with this ascension?
1: Why are we going to tell you what we're going to do? I'm we, not an evil villain. I'm not about to lay my plot out for you. Well,
0: that's but he he's like evil villaining and asking her to evil villain to his evil villain.
1: No, her
0: and him, but yeah, Wolverine <laughs> is Wolverine is mad, and he's just he's like, I would end humanity to prevent post humanity. You know, that's that's my solution. That's what I would do. Kill
1: them all.
0: And the librarian labels them. So we have Homo Sapien, right? That's human. Mm-hmm. Homo Superior is what mutant calls themselves, and librarian introduces this term, Homo Novissima. Calling it the end of the evolutionary line. Questioning if mutants were ever intended to be the next or final evolutionary stage. Moira and Wolverine—they're like, you know, it, we are. We're, yeah, we're the duh. final. That's that's what we are.
1: That's our whole thing. Right. What the? What is who? What the?
0: I believe that that <sighs> is another creature in the preserve, but the librarian. A suit? Can, yeah, the librarian continues to do his little monologue about evolution and about creation and how mutants were created by naturally occurring evolution in response to the environment around them. So what happens when man doesn't need to just evolve off its environment? What happens when you control biology and technology? Then evolution is no match for genetic engineering. You thought the machines would defeat you, but really, we just use them to buy time.
1: Ooh.
0: Sentinels bought us years. Nimrods bought us decades.
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What? They were behind Sentinels this whole time? What are you saying to me, library man?
0: Library man is saying <laughs> that really the end of your existence wasn't The machines, the machines just bought us time to come into power.
1: But he's not saying we facilitated the machines in order to buy us time. Humans
0: created the machines. Right.
1: right? Okay, That's where I was. At first, I was like, excuse me, what?
0: But this guy is saying that he is post humanity. He is the next stage in genetically engineered humanity and that him being created is what the machines were buying time to happen. Him being created, this post-humanity, is that embracement of humanity and machine, this engineered evolution, this world of ascension, the Church of Ascendancy, you know, like this idea Like Omega? Basically, right.
1: Okay. Mm Okay.
0: And even Moira reacts like, we never knew, I never saw it. They never knew that this was... The real enemy all along, and and maybe this is how it ends.
1: Right, but how would she see it? Where was it? Right. Where?
0: We don't know. Th- this is where it ends. This is this is why.
1: Where did you come from? That's what I want to know.
0: He came from. The the just the future, the desperation, the engineered evolution of human need to defeat them. Ooh. And. And the librarian just continues to grandstand about how he'll be becoming a small part of a god. Ooh. And Wolverine strikes.
1: Wolverine, I will just cut this tree because I'm so mad. Right,
0: yeah. <laughs> and he, he even says, like, was that fast enough for you to, to register? Ooh. What are you going to do about it? That's what he asks Moira. And so it's time to, to send me on my way. My my eyes are wide open and they're going to stay that way. So ends the sixth life of Moira X.
1: So, Jeez Louise, the sixth life. We're in year 1000.
0: The entire year, the entire life was redacted. We are year 1000 has been the sixth life the entire time.
1: So it doesn't even matter. It
0: does matter because this is how they've known. So they know that this is what happens.
1: Okay, so I guess it does matter because it's building the information to then get them to the, that to this the year future, that then blossoms this, into all of these other things.
0: This future, this year 1000 future, they're aware of the potential of it happening, the inevitability right. of mm-hmm. it happening so that year 10 or life 10, they can be working against Wait, this happening.
1: time out, time out, time out. So this is year, is life six. Yes. So this is... Wolverine kills her in life six. Yep. And then he kills her again in life nine. Yep. So even though this moment right now feels like a throwback to the so life, to nine. life nine, really it's the other way around.
0: Right. This is the precursor to that life nine moment. And that life nine moment, they had a lot more going on with their alignment with Apocalypse, with their alignment with Krakoa being a thing and having merged with Doug Ramsey. How does that even Zorn, work? with the Chimeras with like all that was informed by
1: by this. this. Think about how does this work for Wolverine? So
0: Yeah, like what does he He doesn't
1: know? he doesn't get to essentially like relive his life. Like he doesn't know he's reliving his life. Right. So he has to just be okay with this and be like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna kill moira and whatever then happens to me like will happen to me and mm-hmm. some version of me will live again not this one
0: yeah and like he's been aware he, of it but he's also been like if this is year 1000 he has been around for, for a long a time. long yeah. time he's he's and he's aware also of the weight of what what they're doing right now what that means you know this is. Not necessarily the Wolverine that we know, but he has grown as that Wolverine that we've known.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a great silhouetted image. Oh, yeah. With him just stabbing her, but also like tenderly holding her, like holding her head mm-hmm. against his chest and mm-hmm. just like, okay, we're doing this.
0: It's intense. How does your brain feel right now? well any any honestly
1: like, like my brain feels better because yeah. I know that I don't have to think about this anymore. <laughs> That's what I meant when I said like it doesn't matter like I don't need to keep uh, the phalanx m- maybe the phalanx will come back I'm sure I think they'll definitely they're they're a threat in the future but all of this nonsense that has happened in year 1000. Well, that's past now. Mm-hmm. I know that's, a, that's in the past. And yeah. so when it comes back in the future, maybe I'll find out about it as it happens and I'll understand it a little bit more.
0: Yeah. The thing that the last part that I want to pull out that doesn't become a point in any of this, but actually two things. So one, they're talking about black holes and singularities and how that is a transportation and an ability to exist beyond space and time. Rasputin, Zorn, and Omega went into a black hole when they opened up Zorn's head in year 100 in Life 9. A character, a girl... When you
1: say that, I'm like year 100 in Life 9 means it was 100 years into Life 9, which is not 900 years earlier than year 1000, which is what I thought originally. Right. Okay. So they're in a black hole Uh, in Life 9... But then do they ever exist again in life 10, which is the current House of X timeline? Time strand, time string, time.
0: The girl with one foot in two worlds. This idea that if she, if the three of them or whoever was in that area when that happened went through a black hole, could they exist on the other side of a black hole in another life of Moira's? would they have died
1: right and can they communicate with or come back or right seeds right more seeds
0: and the other thing that i was thinking of and noticed when i was reading through this both of their reactions to english we haven't seen Crecoan as a language in any of the other lives I think Cohen as a language which is then only telepathically implanted into mutants is a countermeasure to this fact that
1: oh. the librarian
0: understands English and is able to understand what it is that they're saying to each other. Oh,
1: I love that. That's awesome. Moves and counter moves. I'm turning it. Data page
0: data page and we're talking about branching humanity so this gives us a visual representation of what i was talking about earlier homo sapien homo superior homo novissima and just that first sentence post-humanity is a manufactured branch of humanity not restricted by normal evolutionary constraints that's who the librarian was that's who the elders were this superhuman Basically, a a superhero that was constructed to be a next step over immune evolution.
1: Okay.
0: And then we see the next step of that page. We've seen a handful of times. Of he's getting Professor all Xavier. those
1: memories jolted into and, his brain, and it's by overloading reading.
0: him. Right? He, he's he's losing it.
1: He can't handle it. It's
0: too much brain power. He's rocked by it. Hard truth, Chuck. You know, he, she doesn't actually say that, but <laughs> it's what we need to radically realign old thinking. And he says, "We we lose. It's worse than that. We always lose." Charles, that's rough. That's yeah, like yeah. rough, right? Well, and that's and so she starts to to go into.
1: Wait, which life of hers is this one?
0: This is life ten. This is House of X. This is the beginning of.
1: So it's year okay. Well, what so it's the year one of life ten? So. Year one is year one of life 10. Yep. Year 10 is year 10 of life 10. We assume, yep. Year 100 is life 9. Yep. And year 1,000 is life 6. Yep. That's rude. That <laughs> <laughs> the big
0: mystery the whole time is really just backstory of something else. They're not connected.
1: I mean, like they're connected. They are. They're informed they're connected, But they're not the same thread. Right.
0: But also it was interesting to see how, so in year 100 and in year 1000, Silabel was captured and stored in that thing, right? In year 100 and year 1000, there was this monolith, this tower of ascension, this religion of ascension that keeps on affecting Mm -hmm. the humans, right? And so in those two, in year six, they then realized that this is what happens, in year nine they try to get to the core of nimrod being what it is that is a part of that and year in life 10 I think I'm, I said year nine but in life nine they try to get to the core of what happens with nimrod to prevent nimrod and in life 10 they really try to work at preventing nimrod this this right because they're shift. preventing
1: the mother mold right which I said right that
0: time oh yeah well yeah. even even just Charles's reaction to Moira saying that we always lose is just him doubling down on the same way of him thinking, like the same way that he approaches the problem. What if I recruited students earlier? What if I was more selective with the students? What, and she just kisses him.
1: Yeah. What the heck is that about? Shh. I'm going to kiss you. It'll yeah. all work out.
0: Yeah. And on the next page, I open my mind to you so that you know who I am. No matter what I do across the lives that I've had, you never change. And he says, thank you. She's like, it's not a compliment. (laughs) I need to break the part of you that believes in the goodness of others. That's what they need. That's what they need to to be able to work beyond anything that they've ever tried before. You need to be
1: one with Magneto.
0: That's what she says on the next page. You know, I need to, you'll fight me just like Eric. And she refers to him as his shade. (laughs) <laughs> but this time it's going to be all of us, all of us. You've been dreaming the wrong dream, Charles. This, this Martin Luther King dream, right? As we referred to it earlier, mm-hmm. this peaceful coexistence is the wrong dream. It's not a dream that ever gets realized. That's. Earth shattering for Charles Xavier.
1: Yeah, rough. Ooh, and it's long past time that you wake up.
0: Yeah, that's a mic drop moment. So we've got a couple of data pages that go through Moira's journal, a handful of entries into Moira's journal. The first three are from Xavier or about Xavier, the second one being redacted.
1: Who's redacting this information? That's
0: a good question. We don't know. That's a a great question. Do you really
1: not know still? I don't know. Yeah. Who's redacting this? Like where are these data? Who creates these data pages? Right. Who's reviewing? Who's, Who's got this information? Who's
0: reading Moira's journal? Or, and not telling us everything.
1: But it's very government feeling, the redaction. Yeah. So who is it? Who's the puppet master of my whole life right now?
0: We don't know. But in these first couple that we are able to read, she's talking about the fact that she has to break him. It's shameful how much he wants to love these people, how much he, he just believes in loving the humans and and how not being able to fully have lived those lives removes him from understanding just yeah, the futility I mean, I, of his love of them.
1: I can I can understand where that part of Charles Xavier comes from. You right, know, he doesn't have the first-hand
0: experience that she does.
1: Well, not even just that. It's just the idea that you want to believe that people are good. You want to, if you are a good human, if you are a good person, you want to believe that there is good in other people and that circumstances have just made them not perform to their best for the rest of humanity or for the rest of society. So you you have this desire to help, to teach, to guide them in the right direction. And that's I mean, that normally would be a great quality. And it sometimes of course leads people to being like walked all over or um naive. You know, constantly beat beat down. Right. But it's also a quality that is needed in order for things to move forward in most cases
0: and right and that's even what the second one is about or the the third, the third one third i guess one,
1: because the second one you don't know what it's about
0: right where that she she still needs this sh- strength of charles xavier this builder of academy of mutants this this bringer together of mutant people and culture she
1: needs his community building aspects but just only for mutants
0: right she needs to redirect it. She needs to break that overarching love for, blind love for humanity and to understand that he needs to do something else.
1: Right, because even if you think about where we get to in in House of X, right, the last issue and everyone's coming together and we were talking about all of those friendships or relationships turning into friendships and the passing of the beer and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. If you think about, earlier I was like you have to go full Magneto right you have to become Magneto but you don't want to become full Magneto that's where the two have sort of like the yin and the yang of each other so Magneto you need him for the the hard stop of we're flushing out like humanity is not part of what we're Mm -hmm. doing It's, it's a mutant nation but then you need the community building let things slide there's good in everybody vibe for the mutants that Charles has so that You can overcome these differences and let go of the past and move forward.
0: But the first step of that is breaking Charles is blind. Everything is breaking Charles enough to let in a little Magneto and tempering back Magneto enough to know that Charles has something that's necessary Uh, to the equation.
1: We don't temper back Magneto. You don't actually, though, you don't actually need to temper back Magneto because Magneto has always He's agreed. He's been always saying it, yeah. He's always agreed well, that all mutants are...
0: Yes, but he always went about it in a murder the humans kind of way. Yes. And that's the tempering back of Magneto that I'm saying.
1: Right. Okay, fair. We don't want to be murdering the humans. We just want to leave them be and go on about our own way. Murder but no Magneto man. has always, you know, embraced other mutants and said, like, be proud of your mutant self. Yeah. and And... All mutants are fabulous. We're all gods. We're all better than the humans. So, but he does hold a mean vendetta. Mm -hmm. So, okay.
0: So let's look at that next page. All right, so we have our next three journal entries of Moira's journal. The first about Xavier, the second about Magneto, the third about Apocalypse. Autumn. Yeah, the Autumn Council, right? Really interesting to kind of group those three together. We've been talking a lot about Charles and Magneto and their... Addition to this conglomerate, to this council. But Apocalypse is one of the other paths that Moira has taken yeah. in, the, in her many lives.
1: I wonder, and obviously I know nothing else about if we see any more journal entries or anything like that, but I wonder if the seasons have to do with the time in which they were recruited to the cause. Ooh. So, you know, autumn is usually like, it's not the start of a year, but it's like the beginning of change right yeah so it starts with these three and then i mean i wonder look to look back at that council so winter is mr sinister exodus and mystique oh so and i feel like that makes sense right because mr sinister they need to go to him with the catalog i don't really know much about exodus but mystique is generally magneto's right hand yeah no, that's just in the movies. Yep,
0: right, and then so okay, so summer. So the summer being oh wait, the Hellfire so we, Trading Company.
1: Spring, we, I I messed up. Spring, spring
0: yep. Spring being the Hellfire Trading Company, the idea of how they how they blossom their flowers, right? How they distribute all their flowers,
1: right? And that seems like the next step, and getting getting Emma, and yep. then Emma brings in the other two, yep, and.
0: And then summer, you see that spring flourish. You see those flowers flourish. What does he need to do that? His students, you know, the people right. that believe in his dream that have followed him in the past.
1: And then the other grouping of Krakoa and Cypher, they've they've sort of been there during yeah. this whole thing.
0: They were probably brought in. Look well, that. actually, no, when, when Cypher was brought in. I wonder when Krakoa was brought in and how much Krakoa knows.
1: I'm going, we need... Oh, man, I want to get murder mystery up on this. And I want to make like... I want to make String like a police with, board timeline. Geez.
0: Thumb and- Oh,
1: my gosh. If I could have something like that done for the live show, you guys would really... Y'all would really get to see my crazy...
0: And this next journal entry... I'm <laughs> just going to write that down yeah, real quick. Yeah, just write that down. This next journal entry about Magneto...
1: Oh, hold on one second.
0: Yeah.
1: So... We actually um, took a second to read these, so I actually did just read these so that I could actually understand what's going on. Yep. This is not something we often do, but I or I have ever done before this moment. Just so we're honest, um, I I read these and I thought what an interesting point was in the first one about Xavier. Moira says, "Oh yeah, he has stopped trying to fight me on what humanity is." and tapped into the potential windfall of knowledge I represent regarding mutantdom. And what what I think is interesting is, right, Charles always talks about humanity as this deep down they want to be good, deep down they want to be inclusive and all of that, right? Mm -hmm. But actually, if you think about humanity, when it comes to a threat on your life, Deep down the instinct is to save yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what most people's instinct is, or that's maybe maybe it's not most people's instinct, but that's sort of a a point that is is that generally comes up, you know, like what do you do? You save yourself. If if you're down to the wire and you can only save one person, do you save yourself or someone else? Put your own
0: mask on before you help others.
1: Right. Okay. So if, if it always is coming down to, in all of these lives of Moira, it's always coming down to the humans feeling like it's an us or them situation. They're always going to choose themselves. So Moira's finally gotten him to see that.
0: He needs to choose right, rather than trying to choose humanity. Yeah. And I think it's interesting for two reasons. One, he's talking about powers working in tandem and what that can do. This is referencing to the five Mm-hmm. the ability to resurrect mutants so yes. this is this is I, when he's first coming up with this idea
1: also is the mutant that the purple one Proteus who's related to Moira
0: it's his it's her son her son and yeah. so she
1: says Charles and I can make a mutant like that right like do they like make a mutant like that or do they test to make a mutant like that
0: it's not revealed but also to think that Moira would put herself through. And we don't necessarily need to go into Proteus's backstory, but Moira's husband, their relationship was not a positive one.
1: Oh, right. Because remember in her second life, she was like, yeah, I'm not interested in right. getting that back up again.
0: Right. Well, and that wasn't McTaggart. Oh. That was someone else. Never mind. So Joseph McTaggart, Moira's husband, Kevin's father, mm-hmm. he sexually assaulted Moira and- it resulted in the pregnancy. She, she leaves him pregnant with Kevin. He grows up never knowing Joseph and, and she separates, she gets out of that bad situation. Damn. So to think knowing that, knowing that that is how you create Proteus. Did she put herself in a situation that would then. Yeah. Right. Right. So thinking like how, how detached, is she from that event occurring that she would be putting herself in these moments to create the outcome that they need? Right, right.
1: Sugar. Okay.
0: And so she's talking about Magneto and the second one and just how much stubborn. Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) If Charles is a rock. Yeah. Magneto is Eric is something harder and less permeable.
1: I mean, it's true. He's very goal oriented. Yeah. Is that a kind way to put it? That's a good one. He's Mm goal-oriented. He's focused. He's driven.
0: But it seems as though she's made some breakthrough to him and the idea of creating the stronghold of mutant kind. Mm -hmm. And then the last one about apocalypse.
1: She's like, nah, let's just wait a little bit. We
0: need to wait. He's not going to join our cause. He's a little too apocalypse right now. He's
1: not ready. Right.
0: And we have a couple more entries and the first one being another redacted one. And And
1: who is redacting
0: who is redacting? But also I do want to call out the fact that these are not the only journal entries, right? These are only some of look at the numbers, right? These are only, you know, a handful of the few journal entries that were being shown.
1: How do I get my hands on the rest of that journal?
0: Right. It doesn't exist. Sure it does. Yeah. And so that second one on the page about Xavier, they went to Sinister against her advice
1: behind her back behind without her, back. her knowing
0: right and and against what she had said like she said oh, yeah, not so to go life. to him and it seems that he has already created the first chimera in himself by adding a mutant gene to himself that he's already been messing around with this
1: why would they do something against her advice if she's lived nine I nine don't, lives i don't
0: understand that part well you know they think that that is she the way it
1: up to them being men right which is not necessarily fair. No.
0: But we be stupid sometimes.
1: <laughs> cray, cray. Okay. And then, okay, the next one. Magneto. What the what? Right. What?
0: So something happens, there's a falling out.
1: So are these journal are some of these journal entries in future I of what we don't know yet? Or no. I believe these are all leading up to this is where all, House of X just ended.
0: Yeah. I believe this is all before year ten. All of this is kind of the in between between year one and year ten.
1: Um so I need the T. What's the T on Magneto here?
0: Right. What happened? What you happened don't know? in the fall? no, I don't. There's so much left in this. Yeah, right.
1: I remember I said I needed my what did I say? I don't know. Something like my ducks in a row. Yeah. I need my ducks in a row.
0: They just they just introduced a whole new gander of ducks and they're loose, they're wild ducks. There's
1: just a whole new
0: They're not just, your ducks.
1: Just little ducklings trucking along behind Everywhere. a mama duck. And they're just like laughing at me as I go. i like, ha, 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 Duck off.
0: <laughs> okay. in, the last, in the last one, they talk about her creating. Her no place. Yeah, right. And so they fake her death and they remove her from the scene.
1: Okay, but they put her in a husk?
0: So they use, basically they use a part of the resurrection protocols. They create a husk and they fake her death using that husk, that fake copy of herself
1: oh and then she lives in her no place but why how does that okay so this is happening before year 10 so they haven't done it with any other people and they haven't exposed that information to the rest of people so they're not like why didn't you bring moira back right all right
0: and so we have a a final meeting of our our big three right final right uh no. they've they've come to Moira's No Place. The first <laughs> meeting down. The first meeting of the Quiet Council is tomorrow. So this is before yesterday. It says
1: yesterday, Krakoa Moira's No Place.
0: Right. So yesterday after what was the last issue that we read. Right. So and and in that last bubble, Xavier says the first meeting of the Quiet Council is tomorrow. That was the meeting that they established the three yes. laws where they review Sabertooth's punishment. Danishment. We have 11 of our 12 seats filled.
1: Yeah, who's a red and, queen? And
0: she's calling out. She's like, why are you here? Why are you in my house? What have you come here for?
1: Get out my no place.
0: She's she's upset. She's asking like, why not all 12? Uh, Emma hasn't labeled her red king at this point. We don't know. I, I maybe let slip that it is a red queen.
1: No, it says it.
0: Oh, okay, good.
1: It says it, I think, in the the council list. Hold on. Page turn, page turn. Yeah, it says spring, red queen. Great. So you, that wasn't you. You didn't do spoilers.
0: Great. Uh, and so they're talking about who else is on the council and the fact that Emma's not going to interfere with their broader plans and that everything else went according to at least what they thought had planned, that Apocalypse sits on autumn with Charles and Magneto, that Jean Grey, Storm, and Nightcrawler are on summer they are my children and will do and will do well
1: i wonder why they say red king is it to throw you off is there some kind of trickery maybe
0: they haven't maybe the red queen is just something that emma knows that it's a, a female that she wants to name to that spot
1: how rude of them to assume it's a male
0: and so they're talking about winter and how that has some unforeseen complications, right? So they have Mr. Sinister, they have Exodus, and then Mystique would not agree to join without certain guarantees. Moira's kind of pissed. What do you do? We promise to bring back Destiny. You can't do that.
1: Oh, Destiny will kill Moira. Right. And Wait, then, but Moira's not necessarily doing her stuff that Destiny said she'd kill her for.
0: And so we find out a little bit more as to why Moira doesn't want Destiny to be around. There can there can be no precogs on Krakoa. We cannot, will not tolerate mutants who can see the future. Xavier's like, we know.
1: Wait, what? Why?
0: You don't understand. She has ways of seeing me. And I am a weakness because... Because my death ends all of this. We know. Do you? What happens if we bring her back and she tells everyone what she sees? What if she tells everyone the truth?
1: What? Is, what, are, what? Moira, What's the truth?
0: Moira, we know all of this.
1: Yeah, but I don't. We'll I need put her off
0: as long as we can. Tomorrow, tomorrow, not today. All the mutant leaders say. <laughs> Which is Eric. <laughs> the, Magneto.
1: Come on. What are you doing? That's a nice little rhyme. Tomorrow, tomorrow, not today. All the mutant leaders say. We'll put it off. Song.
0: <laughs> we'll put it off. We'll put all of them off. But one day, they deserve to know the truth, just like Charles and I did. You really want them to know that we always lose.
1: Oh, that truth. Yeah,
0: the hard truth. The fact that even, you know, they don't know if what they're doing right now is going to work. Oy. The truth is, until now, we've always lost.
1: But this time, it's going to be different.
0: For we are different. Oof. In the end, we see a good number of things that we've seen before.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, look at the, I, li- I like this. And that is all because of you, Xavier says.
0: As they're like, yeah. he's saying to Moira, as they're walking from, this is now the next day after the council Wait, meeting. is that
1: Xavier saying that, or is that? Yes.
0: Uh, it's either Xavier or Magneto Because the next box of There's no denying what you have done Moira So it's one of the two of them saying it to Moira So we've seen these panels before But the dialogue is different
1: Right There's that party
0: Yeah So she she allowed all of this to happen
1: mm-hmm. And there they are on Pride Rock While Apocalypse cries in the corner
0: He just wants to be at the big party. Why doesn't he go? Yeah, and they say it's now it's time for you to step aside and let us do the good work for which we were created. So she brought us to this point, but now it's Magneto and Xavier that need to do what they think that they need to do to be able to fix this one last time. So basically,
1: everything that they've done up until this point is all the stuff that Moira can have predicted, right? So, so this, now this were are in
0: uncharted territory. This is in. What you know, a
1: perfect place to jump off into a bunch of other titles.
0: Right. Just look at what we have made. And then talking back and forth, you know, you have Xavier and Magneto looking over the kingdom, the, the nation that they have helped to build. And they wonder if it's enough.
1: Hmm.
0: And they talk. They just double down on their commitment to this, to this idea, to working together, to working towards this cause, to this plan. I am not ashamed of who I am. Let them try and stop us this time.
1: Yes, Magneto.
0: Yes, let them try. I, I love that with Xavier yes. just looking on. Let into them try the and there's all, world. Those, yeah.
1: all those flying mutants.
0: They're all just having a grand old party. I am not ashamed of what I am, Magneto. That's the end. That's the end.
1: Oh no. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. Look at this. All the covers. <gasps> the back of my book is all the covers. On the last In their page, actual color.
0: I want to see what the.
1: Oh, ooh. Ooh, variant covers. Ooh, those <gasps>
0: are cool. We're going to spend some time and look at these. <gasps> ooh, like, I
1: was like, why are there so many pages left at this point? Well, let's, let's
0: talk about the issue before we do. Okay. How do you feel? Last issue, last episode of this House of X Powers of 10 series.
1: I'm telling you, nothing could feel better than knowing that year 1000 is off my chest so right you now. Don't have to, you don't, I don't have to worry have about I don't have to think about what is going on there anymore because that life is...
0: I will be entirely honest. That was my biggest pain point in reading this the first time. And that is one of the reasons why I read it a couple of times. Because it just... I was struggling with understanding what it was and it's how just it fit that in. There's,
1: there's both so much information and also no detail. You know the backstory the the data pages are filled with information, but the storyline itself is lacking. So it has so many holes that you're just like, "Am I supposed to take some of this and fill it in? Does this connect? What's going on?" And, And
0: you have to really want to work through that questioning, that unknowing, until you get to this issue where you at least get some information as to how this one piece fits into the overall puzzle.
1: Yeah, I mean, I am a little bit disappointed annoyed enraged however i want to feel at a particular moment about still not knowing about the red queen i think it's because i know that this series is done now and so i'm like what are you gonna, are you gonna tell me in another series or you, are you will just find never out tell me you
0: will find out in one of the titles specifically
1: all right fair
0: and they are a character in that title okay and you'll find out soon into that title
1: Great.
0: I think maybe even the first issue.
1: That's if fantastic. Not, if not the second. Okay. Fantastic. So yeah, I mean overall I think it was a good it was a nice wrap up. Yeah. It was a nice way to kinda like put that craziness of of life six to bed. It still it was added
0: a whole lot of new stuff.
1: Yeah. Oh and, yeah.
0: And at the same time kind of just completed what was a dark shadowy part of the, the game board, right?
1: Yeah, but I also really would like to know where the rest of those journal entries are, what's going on with the redacted information. And I do like the realizations that we made in conversation about one, who is redacting, mm-hmm. and two, the idea that the formation or the seasons of the council has to what do with mean. the way Rolling they were brought out in, the, plane, the rollout, yeah. Yeah. So I like that, and and
0: the idea that Krakowin was created as a
1: yeah that was secret that was awesome that was a great little and,
0: and who knows what might come through another black hole. Mm. Yeah, I, I I really enjoyed this issue. I felt like it brought together a lot of things, and it made me really excited about what's to come on the other side. Yeah,
1: it was definitely a way of setting it up where I mean the whole point right is to set it up, but still want to want you. Leave you wanting more. Mm-hmm. So to this is leaving me wanting more. Yeah,
0: it answers some questions but introduces other questions. Built and- a
1: whole world, set up. Okay, so you know you had Moira. She was there. She was sort of like the she was the puppet master of this whole thing, or right. the direct, the conductor, yeah. if you will. And then now we are given back the platform of. Xavier and Magneto like mm-hmm. okay here they are they're ready they're gonna do their thing yeah
0: now we're in this world now we get to play in this world for a little while yeah and I feel like that that really marks the difference between House of X and Powers of Ten is that House of X and Powers of Ten those issues are really dense they're really huge world building you know taking all of the and, and it's a credit to Jonathan Hickman and just the creative team of taking all All this information from across the entirety of X-Men continuity and seemingly bringing it together in this all new, all different way and in a way Mm -hmm. that, you know, approaches it in a different way. And yeah,
1: well, I think also it's really amazing because you can tell that they've thought out this story Mm -hmm. from start to finish. Yeah, he has an endgame in mind. It's planned. It's. Things along, m- nuances might happen along as the way
0: is still flexible, but they right. have an end game in mind. They
1: know right, and that to me is so important in a story because as a reader, I like think about the things that I nerd out about. How many times have I seen the Jurassic Park movies? How many times have I read the Hunger Game books or seen the movies? Or, you know. I'm rereading Harry Potter right now and rewatching all the movies and all of those things going back and seeing how there's little nuggets of information throughout
0: mm-hmm.
1: makes me feel a more of an ownership of of it as a fan and also just makes it makes me feel more validated like I I do understand this world this world is real it's deep this person took a lot of time to create this world. Yeah. And that's super important. I can't remember what was it that we were watching recently that I found out that the ending wasn't. Oh, Star Wars.
0: Oh, <laughs> the, the new trilogy of Star Wars. The fact that the the last movie was not planned at the beginning of the last trilogy infuriating that you know they kind of had the first one be jj abrams take the reins and then ryan johnson and then they didn't like the direction that he went in and the fans reacted and then jj came back in where yeah, that was Yeah,
1: if you're gonna do something like that, you need to connect it. Yeah, you need to know where you're going beforehand. And it, this is the same thing. This is like a reset. This is a new yeah. a new world. And and you have to respect where it came from and, and, and I feel like he's how is, much exactly he's yeah. totally doing that. It's a ama- it's great. It's amazing.
0: And I think that, you know, the open ended nature of how much he's introduced in these twelve issues, how much he's set up that you don't know. How long he could be writing or how long he could be the head of X as he's referred to going forward right so he's not just which is different for comics different for a world of comics where he's operating not only as a writer of specific titles but kind of like a showrunner of this world of X-Men continuity fantastic where other plot lines are coming through and to overarching ideas I
1: mean that's what fans want Yeah That fans connected get, narrative
0: like, That world we, story
1: Yeah We as nerdy people Just
0: to be able to obsess over how things connect And, we just and come wanna, together and
1: We want to live in that world for as long as possible When a show ends off. When a book ends When yeah. a series ends You feel like you lost people mm-hmm. <laughs> So creating a world that people could live in For an endless amount of time is Right Amazing
0: Maybe not endless You know Right a Couple of years probably Five to six Oof burn we'll see just that, a few years give that, me some decades that, that's that's what he said i mean decades that's what hickman said that i his... just told you
1: i don't like to let it go
0: yeah <laughs> well i mean we'll be we'll be reading through it for decades probably
1: <laughs> great
0: the frequency that they come out with these stories and the frequency that we are going through them yeah we'll we'll have some decent amount of time
1: i love it this is our future people i hope you stay with us
0: any last thoughts on this issue before we close out the episode
1: no, I'm I'm excited for the live. I'm excited to next go. Next episode back. is the live. We're yeah. talking through all
0: of these issues and we're taking a peek at the six titles that launch The Dawn of X. Ooh. Which is the next phase.
1: Yeah. So I'm excited to do my reread and or my read. Yeah. Your, my your read, first read. My read now that I understand and find all my little clues and have some fun things to point out yeah. or talk about. So uh if you are interested in that live you would find us um, at the Ex-Wife Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also find us at the Xwifepodcast.com or send us an email on a thought you might want to add to our live show at thexwifepodcast at gmail.com.
0: Yeah. Any thoughts, questions, predictions, reactions to the House of X and Powers of Ten Storylines.
1: Ooh, you know what I want to know? Do you because I'm gonna find out about the six the yep. six titles. So if you have a favorite title or
0: Is all right. So that's good. Yeah, like let me with, ask you. Do you want me to tell so when I'm talking about these six titles Yeah. during the live episode, do you want any re- cuz I've read them obviously. Like I've I'm a year ahead of you in terms of narrative storytelling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you want any reactions of me from these six stories?
1: Yeah, I'd like to know your reactions. Just
0: just broad strokes kind of maybe the my reactions to the first six issues of these six titles
1: yeah get me pull me in all right. but i also want to know what the what did the people like
0: Would and do you want to know which ones i don't like or which? yes yeah, yeah. tell right, me good. what
1: you like tell me what you don't like good we're tell still gonna read them though yeah they'll still be part of the show
0: we might we might go faster through them <laughs> one in particular
1: all right well until next time old friend charles you're in charge Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends.
0: The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Kwan.